Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to yet another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. You're joined with myself, Zeke, and fellow co-founder of the Bible, the Big Don. Mate, how are you? Another good entrance by you. Appreciate it. Um, Wrapping up everything work-wise. It's an exciting week. Going back down to Melbourne tomorrow, actually. Bit of a road trip, which would be fun. A good old eight-hour drive. Which really triggered something in my mind that's really important. Go on. When you're moving out of home, what are you doing? You're leaving your home. Good work, mate. You're leaving your home. But what (laughs) is hard about it? Is it packing stuff up? Is it moving stuff? Is it the financial stress that comes with it? A few different um, elements which makes it hard. I think at the moment or at the time of moving, obviously packing everything, moving everything is the hard bit. And then down the track, one month, two months, three months into it, you then start to realize the financial strain which it does have on you because no one's used to it. You've been living with your family for... 18, 19, 20 years, um, your whole life. Or, or some people are fortunate enough to actually live there until, you know, 30s, 40s. Exactly right. And if you do want to stay at home that long, good on you. If you don't, good on you as well. But everyone's different. Basically, yeah, you're brought up, everything's paid for. Your parents are doing your washing. Everything's kind of getting given to you. Food on the table every night. You take it for granted. As soon as you leave home, you realize that without yourself actually going to the supermarket, buying food, whatever it may be, you can't live, you're gonna die. Um, Don't know when when it's gonna be, it could be in a month, two months, but if you're not gonna eat, you're gonna die. So you're gonna have to pay for that. My big thing that I noticed, around when I was 17, I wasn't at home as much as previously. So I got a very small indication of what it would be like to live away from home. I still didn't do my own washing, I still didn't pay rent, I still didn't pay electricity, I didn't have to worry about all of that kind of stuff, but sometimes cooking your own meals, prepping your own food, having to manage your schedule, ETC, and worry about commitments like girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever you've got going on. But yeah, that was a a small indication, like having to think about, all right, I've stayed here X amount of nights. I've got to get my washing done. I'm going to have to go home and put my washing in the tub so that mum will do it when I'm home and then I can quickly duck home and grab it and disappear again. Yeah, that's that's kind of... You know, it's not really moving out, but it's the first step of moving out. You're That's planning, true. you're thinking ahead. Um, yeah, res- responsibility is a big thing when you are moving out. Mate, myself, when I first moved out to a share house with a few different mates, obviously I was in um, I was in Melbourne, so I wasn't moving states yet. But the first thing you experience straight up is you have to pay the bond. So depending on the property that you're renting, the bond varies, but it's around, you're probably paying around two grand straight up for a bond. So that's in case any damage happens to the property, that goes to the landlord. So that first expense kind of gives you an idea of, oh shit, I'm actually getting into the real world. I'm moving out, I'm actually gonna pay for living myself. And then obviously you have rent which you need to pay. And then you go into a house where there's no vacuum, no furniture, no nothing unless you already have that. So obviously you're gonna to have to go buy that at the stores. And mate, I don't know about you, but that can add up pretty quickly depending on what you're buying. Heck yeah, it can. I remember when I first moved out, like moved out, moved out. So no more um, hanging around wherever I was hanging around. It sounds a bit dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you hanging around? Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. When I actually moved out of home fully, that was a trip from the Hunter to Sydney. And 
I get to my place, I sit down, and I go, hang on a minute. I don't have a couch to sit on. I'm sitting on a floor. Hmm. Problem one. And I go, okay, well, um, we're going to have to get a couch. That day, time for dinner. What do I do? I go to use the oven. It's a crap one. I don't have to buy a new oven. So I order Uber Eats. Thank you, Sydney. Couldn't get that back in the Hunter. Or you can now, but you couldn't. And guess what? I've got no cutlery. (laughs) (laughs) All of these things that you just, you take for granted, you don't realise. And, you know, the next day you you go to put the washing on. I mean, my bad. I I should have known I needed a washing machine. It's pretty basic one-on-one, but... Yeah, that's that's basic. But... Yeah, no, no washing machine or um, the big thing was actually like softener. I, I love softener. Mm. Yeah, detergent, all of that kind of stuff, all the mm. little things. Soap for the shower. Yes. A loofah, a body loofah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, great. Like just so many things that you don't think about. And then like, you know, if you want curtains or you want to make upgrades, a fan. Like, mate, I know you're struggling pretty hard right now with a fan. Like well, I just got it actually, I actually got it last night, so the fan is locked, locked and loaded in the room, so it's oh, all good. Play mate. on, mate. Yeah, good. Locked and loaded. But, but yeah, mate, you're spot on. The All the costs associated with moving out, um, it all adds up, and there's a lot more than you actually think. So what actually helped me was when I knew I was moving out, so two months, three months, four months before I actually was planning to move out, and I made a note in my mind that I am going to do it. I actually created a own, you know, a rent account and kept building the funds up. So when I did actually move out, I had enough funds to help me for the rent, for all the expenses, just so you're kind of set up and not digging into your savings and it's a bit of a shock, just so you're aware of it all. Because a lot of people, when they do move out, it's all exciting and they don't actually think about all the expenses that do come up straight away. And they dig into their savings and it takes about Know, six seven months to kind of get back to where they were financial wise so planning the expenses and planning the amount which you do believe you will be needing for the first couple of months i think is vital when you are planning to move out and that's just your upfront cost yeah it's, like, it's all your appliances a big one is your bed you're looking at five or seven grand for a, a good quality pad and yeah, that's some people need that. You've also then got to factor in things like your ongoings that you didn't have before. Electricity, mobile, if you're spoiled enough to not pay your mobile. Water, uh, rates, strata, if you've got to pay strata. Rent, if you're paying rent. Yeah. Mortgage, if you're paying mortgage. All of that stuff, yeah, you can no longer tap mummy's credit card and get away with it. And you know what the funny thing is? you still need to add on your lifestyle expenses. So I'm sure if you're listening to this now, you're thinking about moving out, you're in that life stage of every Saturday night, every Friday night, you're going out with your mates, you're having fun. So the thing is, we don't want you to stop doing what you love when you move out. You wanna continue doing that. So what that means obviously is you're gonna have less money to use because now your income's going towards your housing all your food, groceries, electricity, like Zeke was touching on just then. So this is where we always say, plan your spending and plan your budget. Get your budget sorted before you move in so you don't have to worry about it. You're set, you know exactly how much money is going in and out and how much you can spend on the vodka sodas on a Friday night. One big thing that I learned from the first time I moved out was how shit it was, like how how I didn't have anything, how, mm. how I wanted the world to be different. So... The second time I moved out, I wrote down everything that I needed to bring into my new home and writing it down, I got to figure out, okay, I've got to buy 
for example, a microwave. But things like that, you know, microwave, um, laundry powder, softener, all of that kind of stuff. Um, coat hangers, that's a big one that got me by surprise because I hang up all my clothes. Writing down that list of things, I actually get to sit down and go, okay, let's budget now. I've got to have this, I've got to have that, I've got to have that. And then figuring out how I can save for that while saving the monthly amount for electricity, water, um, gas, internet, mobile, all of that kind of stuff. So there are a couple of little tips, tips yeah. and tricks for the boys and girls. Very good. Boys and girls, get around it. And look, moving in is one thing. It's a shock. But what happens if you're in this house, you're not enjoying it, you want to get out, but you've signed a lease. And the problem is, if you leave before that lease is up, you're going to pay break fees or break costs. The thing with moving out is if you're room sharing, you're going to have tenants with you. Now, you can either find the love of your life there or you can have some absolute tosser that you don't want to live with. Or you could even have both if you're in a really rare scenario. So in that event, how do you then front the break cost? Uh, you don't want to keep living there. You know, if you find the love of your life, you might want to. If you get a tosser, you might not want to. Yeah. So you've got to figure things out like that too. One option is if you've had a discussion with your flatmates, with your with your mates, if you're living with your mates and you want to move out, there is the option for a lease transfer. So this will save you paying any break fees because you're literally just transferring over the lease to another person's name or a group of individuals' names. Um, I myself, uh, a year and a half ago, was involved with this. I was living with a few of my mates and then we just kind of had different um, work rosters and didn't work. Still all good mates, but just living together didn't work. So we went for a lease transfer. Uh, did take a while, but you know it does save you a few thousand dollars each when it does come to getting out of that lease. So that's an option. There is also head and sub leases. In my scenario, I'm in a position where if I move out, as long as there's someone to replace me, I'm all good. So you, you can you can do things like that yeah. if you've got a good landlord or if you're under a head lease. And, and I was going to say, like the landlord does you know, have the say. Yeah, so, as, a, as a landlord myself, uh, in if I had a tenant in that position, as long as they had someone backed up ready to give me my money, give me the money, then, you know. Money talks, mate. It, it's funny how it does work like that, but money does talk. Yeah, well, it's not worth the hassle and, and ruining people's lives and causing stress and drama as a landlord when you can just be chill and still get your money. You know? Exactly right. And anyone that is a landlord or wants to become one, I highly advise to operate like myself. Save people stress, make money. That's it, make money. But um, basically, to prevent all this, you want to move in with people who you're mates with, um, who you believe share the same characteristics with, you know, social life, just so you all get along so you don't actually have to go down this path. But you need to be aware in case someone does think about that or wants to move out down the track, you need to understand that there are costs involved. Um, and depending on what state you're in, you can Google it and figure out the exact policies around that as well. Yeah, that'll that'll about do us for today. I think that we'll get on the we'll kayaks and go down to the harbour. Yep, go to the harbour and we'll catch you all next week. But until then, keep investing, keep budgeting, and keep, keep listening. listening. Ciao, ciao.